What in the name of all fuck are you doing? Well, dude, Wade's not here. He's overseas. His pots and pans are getting rusty. I figured I'd have a bash. I'll allow it. Sweet. Welcome to GeekSpeak Sidekick, your hard-working, spandex-wearing companion to Australia's number one geek pop culture podcast, GeekSpeak Live. I'm your host, geek of all trades, Steve Muller. And Brendan Lowe on Pots and Pans this week. Yes, you're, you're getting away from the Batman Bond correspondent. You're diversifying, you're trying new things, and I applaud you, I have sir. moved into the kitchen. Yeah, but so basically now Wade's got to keep an eye out. Yeah. Because soon you're going to try to replace... Well, our goal is to replace not, the other two boys. I'm not replacing him. I just figured. <laughs> I just figured. Well, someone's got to bang the pots. Someone's got to do someone's the pots and do pans. It. And yeah, with him off in the states, well, it falls on you to take up his role. And I'm happy to take up that role. Fair enough. Well, straight in the news, this issue. It came out the other day that Marvel Knights are actually doing a relaunch of their well, Marvel Knights comics. Excellent. So um, it's like a new for me. So I get it. It's like a new 52 thing, but with Marvel Knights. Well, kind of. Because, see, Marvel Knights years ago was to give lesser-known characters a chance to shine. You had, um... I'm pretty sure Daredevil had one. Marvel Knights Daredevil. Uh, I'm thinking of Punisher, but I feel like he was more Punisher Max. But there might have been a Marvel Knights Punisher. Should check up on that. But... See, going with the lesser-known characters to give them some coverage... It's not a bad idea. Yeah, but the three books they're using in the relaunch are X-Men, Spider-Man, and The Hulk. They're all pretty well-known. Yeah, but from the news that I've been reading, it seems that they're actually giving uh, more indie-based creators, um, writers and illustrators, a chance to shine. The guys with more independent comics backgrounds, giving them a chance to work on the book. Okay. Maybe they're kind of flipping instead of giving the lesser knowns of the comics themselves giving coverage. Giving the big names to the lesser known writers. Yeah. That, so that, that makes sense. So that's apparently starting at the end of 2013. So okay. we should start seeing some solicitations very soon. So what you're saying is that might even be a good point for someone like me who's been a DC reader his whole yeah. life to jump onto a couple of these Marvel books. Well, that, To diversify, Steve. Yeah, because that could have happened as well with uh, the Marvel Now relaunch. Okay. But they didn't quite do it the same way that uh, New 52 did where a lot of people started from the beginning. Okay, it was some. You think of uh, Batman and Green Lantern, that just kept going, pretty much. It did, yeah. There were some things that came into question, like, because Jade was written out of it, and was like, well, that's fucked up Kyle Rayner's whole thing with their relationship. But those stories pretty much continued on. Yep. Marvel Now didn't really quite do that. They just, like, kind of went, hey, relaunch, but pretty much everything's the same. Okay. So they they made it a bit new and fresh, but I don't know. That seems to be what may be happening with these Marvel Knights titles. I don't know. I might have to keep an eye out. All we've got so far is that they're coming out at the end of the year. So keep an eye on solicitations in the previews books, and as soon as you see them, snap them up. Keeping it on Marvel news. Now, this one's been rumbling around for the last few days. Well, actually, for a while. It came up again a few days ago because of a tweet from Captain Pouch himself. Mr. Robert Liefeld. Do you think this could be in the ramp up to the Wolverine coming out? They might be starting to. Well, I don't. Some announcements ready. It could because apparently a few months back, Fox uh, secured the domain name XForceMovie.com. Okay. Now they did the same thing with X Men many years ago, and they generally do it. Run by hamsters on wheels, and yep. 
they you, they get these domain names for when they have a movie, so they've got the site for it, so someone else hasn't grabbed it. It's true. But Stu- now, it's not uncommon for studios to do that. Nothing may come of it, no. but... But, so that happened a couple of months ago, recently, but it was just a few days ago. Rob Liefeld um, basically tweeted about having heard hints of an X-Force movie. Now, I, I like the idea of this because with the next film coming out, Days of Future Past, time travel story. Mm-hmm. So, big rumours as to a particular character that's going to appear in this, Cable. Okay. The son, future son of Scott... Summers, Cyclops, and Jean Grey, a.k.a. Phoenix. Rightio. Now, he was a creation of Rob Liefeld. And Rob Liefeld took the uh, New Mutants, and it was about issue 101, yep. and made them X-Force. They were more of a militant-style X-Men team. Okay. More of your kind of get-in-there-hard-and-gritty, get-out-just-knock-the-fuck-out-of-everyone, that type of thing. Yeah. There's been a few iterations over the years. The more recent are your Black Ops teams, very covert. Um, You've had Wolverine, Psylocke, Feral, Archangel, Warpath, Deadpool, Phantom X. They've all been appearing in recent ones. Yes. So, massive cast list you could go for. Well, you could. And if we talked about a potential, well, that still potential Deadpool movie... Is it happening? Is Is it it happening? happening? I mean, this could tie into that nicely. It it very well could, because once you've got cable, you're setting yourself up for so much more. But see, I'm afraid it could go the other way. Because when I got into X-Force, it was when um, Jeff Loeb was writing, and Adam Molina was illustrating. I I, I think I collected from about issues 50 through 70 or 80, back many years ago. And I stopped just before they completely they didn't can it but they did this complete mind oh clear out they brought in this team kind of like what they did with x-men 3 the movie oh yeah a giant fire sale and all the characters they they apparently killed a lot of characters and brought in all these ones that ended up just being uh like these teenagers that were being used by a corporation to do just stupid shit the artwork i have never liked yeah uh was it tony miller the name rings a bell i can't remember and it was the title that became Ecstatics, and okay. if you if you see the character they did there, yeah, if you see <laughs> yeah, if you see the character Dupe in an X Men title these days, yeah, he's from that, and he was probably the only good one. He's like a weird floating blob that nobody understands and carries a video camera. Okay, um, you've got the two newer X Force titles, Cable and X Force, uh, and Uncanny X Force. Cable and X Force is actually one of my favourite books I'm reading okay. these days. Radio. So plenty of ways they can go. I'm just hoping they don't go with these rambunctious little corporate-driven kids. Yeah. Well, actually, I have a question for you regarding the X-Men film series. It's a question go I put to it. one of my friends today. Um, do you think that... It, it, this is It's my belief, and I'm just curious to know if you share my thoughts, that the sole reason why 20th Century Fox are still plugging on with the same X-Men continuity that started... 13 years ago with the first X-Men film. Oh, that was been a while. Yeah. I think it's purely based on the fact that Hugh Jackman is still happy and wants to play To Wolverine. reprise the role. I just think that given how comic reboots have happened in the last couple of years and they're becoming more and more successful... And complete cast wipeout. And yeah, and, and I mean, particularly given how X-Men 3 ended, that they do need to sort of go back to time travel and everything now, that if Hugh Jackman 
at the end of say you know the the, ex- the god awful film that was X Men Origins Wolverine, if he'd have said no, nah, mind it, said no, nah, I'm done. They would have do done a reboot. Do you think we'd have a reboot by now? We well, we probably would because you, the reason we keep getting the X Men films and we um and we got the Spider Man reboot is because unless they, they make a film, the, they need to hang on to the rights. They're going to lose the rights, and Marvel will snap them back up, and we'll start seeing them in the Marvel film universe. Which you would so love to that's see happen why, anyway. Uh, recently, was it Blade? Um, the option came up for it. Marvel have got Blade back. They got Daredevil back late last year. They I got know. Daredevil back. Uh, but it's why there is a Fantastic Four reboot in the works. Yes. Uh, Ghost Rider, well, that wasn't too long they ago. they that back as well. I can't I'm remember sure if they, they actually did back. get it back, because they did... Ghost Rider 2 um, wasn't too long ago. So, you know, going back to Hugh Jackman, yeah. It's all you, about Hugh. Well, yeah, well, you can't do a complete cast wipeout if he's happy no, to continue he the role. maintains the continuity. Yeah. But um, speaking of uh, comic titles and properties getting... Properties getting... Yeah. Uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen has been option. Well, not even option. It's um it's put uh, put pilot. If this doesn't get shown, it means Fox incurs a lot of penalties. That's yes. what a put pilot is, which means we're getting a, a new League of League Extraordinary, Extraordinary Gentlemen TV. Um, it's written by the hero showrunner Michael Green and Erwin Stoff, who worked on The Matrix. Um, he's going to serve as executive producer. Um, no production start date has been given. But it's going to be, I'd say, in the next 12 months we might see We're that. hoping. Now, and hopefully it makes up for the abysmal film. Now, now, I've never seen the film because everybody has told me to stay away. Well, actually, now, I lie. I did like the film. It was before I had actually read the amazing book by Alan Moore and illustrated by Kevin O'Neill. But now, the problem was, the, the film was your typical Americanization. Okay. They brought in the character Tom Sawyer. He wasn't in the book. Okay. Tom Sawyer, how American is he? Well, very. As American as apple pie. <laughs> you know, Huckleberry Finn, Tom Sawyer, that type of thing. You know, comes in, both guns blazing, you know, fires off 20 shots, doesn't hit one. And then you've got Sean Connery fires one shot from a rifle and just smack bang right in the eyes. Yeah, but come on, man. He was James Bond. Yeah. He knows how to, he knows how to fire a gun. But it, it, that just pretty much emphasised the entire nature of that film. Was It was just your typical run-and-gun action film, bit okay. of a comic twist and everything. I do think, Which though, I is mean, it's... not like... The book has so many literary references in this. It's still going back. Like, it's ten years this week since that film was released. This yeah. news has hit. I think people tend to forget, too. Ten years ago, it doesn't feel that long ago. No. But comic book movies and the way comic book properties were being handled in the mainstream, it's not what well, it is today. Well, that's back in the days of just after the first is. X-Men film. First Spider-Man. You know, they, were starting, they were really just you know getting their It was only hold. the start of what a lot of people are calling the golden age of comic book cinema. Yeah. So they were still learning. Well, I'm hoping the TV show is more based along the book because, it. funnily enough, it was that movie... It, that's the reason Alan Moore won't work with Hollywood. You were telling me this. After the just clusterfuck that um, the production studio made with the film, yeah. Alan Moore said, right, I'm done, I'm done with you. Fuck you all. I never want to do have anything to do with you again. Mm-hmm. So he's hoping, the TV, for Alan Moore. he's hoping the TV series can kind of bring that back around. I don't know, rekindle his trust or something. But if it's based on the book, yeah... 
that's that's the thing we're going for here. Because okay. as I said, the the literary references in this, if you've read your um, original horror books like Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, yep, uh, Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde, The Invisible Man, um, Bram Stoker's Dracula, you know these original tales. That is all in this. Okay, so I almost think with those characters, it'd be something Universal would have snapped up. But anyway. You, you would think so. So, actually, yeah, just a quick little review there. If you haven't read League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, pick it up. They had a second novel and a few extra time books, and I believe they've actually started a new story recently. But pick up the first one, give it a try. If it's not your cup of tea, put it back. They may actually not let you do that. But if you want to see uh, Captain Nemo and the Nautilus rocking about with Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde and the Invisible Man... Pick it up. It's a fantastic book. Now, we were talking about movie studios there. I have a little bit of follow-up news from, I think it was episode two, where I mentioned that Legendary Pictures was severing ties with Warner Brothers uh, towards yeah, the end of the year. Yeah, we were talking about Man of Steel. Yeah. Now, since then, um, it has come out that uh, Dune Entertainment, D-U-N-E, Dune Entertainment, um, is apparently going to fill that void at Warner Brothers. Oh, really? Um, they helped with 20th Century Fox. Um, for many, many years. They helped sort of co-finance Avatar and films like that. But they may be stepping in uh, to replace the the legendary pitchers void that will need filling once they leave Warner Brothers. The thing that's a little bit confusing um, is it's also going to um, include... It's something to do a partnership between Brett Ratner, who... Oh, no. Yeah. No, 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 and, no, no, no. And James Packer. Rat Pack, I'm out. <laughs> Rat Pack Entertainment, I believe it's called. It's a partnership between Brett Ratner and uh, James Packer. They're yeah, only they're only a co-financier. They don't. I don't know mm. how much say they have, but hopefully none. Not much at all. <laughs> uh, well, that's it for news. Um, I, I I got in a sneaky little review there for League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. As I said, pick it up. But you wanted to talk about, I'm going to allow this, just a quick one, Mm -hmm. Superman Unchained number two, because this is following up from a review we did a couple of weeks ago. Yes, in our very first episode, I believe it was, where we talked about Superman Unchained number one. And Superman Batman number one. Yes, which we both, we we both like Superman Unchained. Batman Superman number one. We weren't such big fans of Batman Superman number one. Mm. Superman Unchained number two hit this week. Yep. Uh, Very good. It continues in the same... last week. Yeah, it continues in the same vein as um, the first issue. Picks up what, what where all the action left off. I really enjoyed it. Mm. The thing that I wanted to mention just very quickly was in this issue, there's a couple of pages of interaction between Bruce. Bruce comes into it. Yep. Bruce and Clark. To me... Lois and Clark. <laughs> to me, we'll get to that in a future episode, actually. And I think maybe the fact that Snyder is writing this has a lot yep. to do with it. Yeah, the interaction, he's on Batman as well. The interaction between those two characters in just a couple of pages for me was so much better than the entire first issue. Oh, really? Of Batman Superman. Yeah, I. And uh, that, I haven't got around to reading this yet. I'm looking forward to that because yeah, the I, I liked Batman Superman number one. The artwork was great. The story was confusing, but couple of pages can be better than an entire issue? For me, yes. I really liked it. That couple of pages, I was reading that thinking, wow, this is what I would have really loved to have seen in that first issue of Batman Superman. Mm. But even the intro to this comic is fantastic because you really hear Superman's thought process Mm. while a disaster's happening and he's counting down the seconds he has left to do something. That issue one I really loved was you were in his... 
he he appears all confident and everything, but yes. really inside his head, he's like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit, holy pretty, shit, holy shit, holy shit. That's pretty much how this issue starts, and it, it's great. I really enjoyed it. Geek Speak rating for me with this one, yeah, four out of five. Cool, four cool. Out of five. Well, well, I'm looking forward to reading that because issue one blew me off my feet. One I do just want to quickly finish up on is I've been wanting to talk about this for a while. Um, Green Lantern issue 22 came out last week as well, a little week before. I'm losing track of my comics these days. There's comics everywhere. But just before that, uh, Le Flea's issue one came out, which means all the new issues of the Green Lantern series since the creative changes have come out. Yes. So you've got Green Lantern, Green Lantern New Guardians, Green Lantern Core, Red Lanterns, and now Le Flea's, who is the Orange Lantern. He's got his own solo book. I just Not wanted to quickly say... We were talking about this on the podcast a while back. I was afraid that when the creative changes came in, because Jeff Johns left, they were just... I love Jeff Johns. With all the changes that were happening, I was absolutely packing it as to, you know, what would happen. And rightfully so, because he'd been on Greenland for years. They're hitting the mark on some of the new books. They're not quite on some of the others. Out of them all... Green Lantern Core, so far it's been my favourite. Now you've got, uh, I believe it's Robin Venditti. Okay. He's uh, working on, he's the writer for uh, Green Lantern, but he's co-plotting Green Lantern Core. It's Bernard Chang's artwork on Green Lantern Core just had me weeping with joy. It is incredibly You you weep at anything. I do. But, you know, you've got these characters who are surrounded by auras of light and everything. Yes. When you when you look at Bernard Chang's artwork, there's this magic about it. It's almost like a Disney-fied Marvel, okay. DC kind of look. It's inc- it's phenomenal. So, I'll Robert Venditti working across some of the books is, well, um, doing really well. Uh, Lafleys, uh, I'll give it a few more issues. I love the character, but the first issue, we finally found out his origin. Okay. What, who he is. So, Lafleys, uh, year one. Yeah, kind <laughs> of, but I'm still trying to, there's stuff that's happening and he somehow lost his power battery and I'm like, I don't remember this happening. When the fuck did you lose your power battery? Was this in the Wrath of the First Land? I don't remember this. Red Lanterns, yeah, it's a bit there, and New Guardians is focusing on Kyle Rayner as the White Lantern, kicking about with um, the other New Guardians, the ones that came out of the Wrath of the First Lantern storyline. Okay. They're checking out an, 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 anonymously, <laughs> an, 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 an anomaly on the edge of space. Now, this anomaly looks like it's going to be the big crossover event that okay. they're um, advertising. One, I don't know if I'm looking forward to or not. I just, to be honest, since the New 52 launch, which is only 12, uh, sorry, two years ago, I think in September, mm. August, September, how I'm, I'm fucking sick of the crossovers. Especially I have Green to be Lantern, they went from one crossover into another. It's like, give it a break. Just at least let 12 to 20 issues go by without a crossover. Yeah, like, Stop making them I'm so I'm really quick. over it. And it's part of I the reason why I think the next one's called drop... Lights Out. It looks kind of interesting. It's part of the reason why I want to drop Justice League. I'm just, I'm another over crossovers. Crossover. Overall, I'm happy. Uh, I'm not completely packing it. With the new creative changes, some of the books are kind of dropping a bit, but you've got to expect that. That's the new 52 curse, right? Well, that's the same with any comic book. It you're going to get issues it you is. love, you're going to get issues you don't like. Yeah. So still, I am checking it out. 
I believe that's all we have time for. Actually, there was one thing you wanted to do. We want to bring in a regular little segment. What's new on DVD this week? Well, yeah, we just thought we'd throw it in there as a, as a bit of something. So this week, um, in your local DVD stores, there's not too much coming out this week. But I guess the biggest one would be The Incredible Burt Wonderstone. Which oh, I that believe's... movie is amazing. See, I've heard very, very mixed mixed reviews but about it, it. It's a quotable one. Okay. There's got some fantastic moments. Steve Buscemi, Steve Carell, um, and Jim, Ca- Jim Carrey is a douche biscuit. See, I haven't seen Jim Carrey do anything for years. Uh, well, he's coming up in Kick-Ass too, and he looks great in that. But no, I, I recommend... Uh, and I know Todd was a big fan of Incredible Burt Wonderstone okay. too. Okay. Uh, Wilfred, the American version of Wilfred, season with two. With Elijah Wood, that yes, was a good show. coming out. And then Upside Down with Kirsten Dunst and Jim Sturgis. I went to get this the other day. This is a bit of a sci-fi story about a yes. twin planet system Upside down. that has a twin gravity, and yeah. they live on opposite... Kind and one, of... the ones in the bottom are quite poor. The ones up the top are rather rich. It, it yeah, seems very it's, it's kind of like a sci-fi Romeo and Juliet esque. I think so. And Kirsten Dunst I haven't seen really in anything for yeah, a long time. Yeah, she hasn't been either, stuff but... in a while. And it's got Jim Sturgis, who was in Across the Universe, the yes. Beatles film, yes. and Twenty One, the mm. um, uh, card counting movie with Kevin Spacey. With Kevin Spacey. Just, uh, just quickly before we wrap up. Yep. Now I know you're going to hate this. Mm. But you're going to be hearing the show on Wednesday. Now, this episode has run a little long because I'm actually taking a break. Uh, there, wa- there will be no Saturday episode because I will be in Melbourne for PAX. PAX. So, I know nothing about... I'm not a big gamer. You mm-hmm. know, th- you have your gaming. I, I have. I do enjoy my sport. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a mm-hmm. geek who also enjoys sport. And where, I know where, a lot... Where are we going with this? I Just shut up. I know a lot of our, our... You know, we try and... You talk about diversification. So, I'm having a crack here, son. Oh, okay. I just want to say today, and I know a lot of people out there will agree with me when I say... Go the Maroons. Let's make it. Let's make it eight in a row. Yes, geeks can enjoy sport, and this geek right here certainly does. That's all I wanted to say. All right, that's going on the tally board. We got four issues in before (laughs) Origin was mentioned. But I'll allow this. So yeah, sorry for running a little over on this episode. We did have a lot to get in. As I said, I am heading down to Pax. Actually, I'm heading down tonight. You are. I am. I am literally getting on a flight in a few hours to head down to Melbourne. To the Penny Arcade Expo. And I'm heading to South Bank Piazza with about a thousand other Queensland fans to watch yep. the football. <laughs> so when I get back, uh, be, we are going to do a bit of a bumper issue. Uh, a jumbo issue. Jumbo, jumbo issue. Size giant issue. size. Because we will, uh, I'll have been away, we'll have missed an issue. We want to get as much news, reviews and anything else geeky we can find you and oh, I want to cover packs because yes. there is going to be a lot coming out of that. You know what I'm looking forward to playing, hopefully? Oh, I don't know. Batman Arkham Origins. Oh, see, now I wouldn't mind coming with yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> see, I'm hoping they actually bring that. Which can I just quickly throw in there? Apparently, when that movie comes out, it's going to be a Sony exclusive or something. You can download... A, is it the, a you skin? You mean the game comes out? No, 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 no not the game, but a, an exclusive for the Sony version oh, of the game. Oh, for the Sony version. There will be a skin, I believe it's called, mm-hmm. that you can download and play as the Adam West Batman. Now it, It's kind of a mix between Adam West Batman and Dark Knight Returns Batman. And it's fucking awesome. Hey, look, check it out on I'll the Facebook post a page. Fo- I'll post a photo on the Geekspeak page and it's, it's Facebook. hilarious. Facebook.com forward slash Geekspeak TV. Be sure to check out the videos at youtube.com forward slash Geekspeak Australia. Follow us on Twitter at GeekSpeakAU. Until next time in our giant size issue, I'm your host, Geek of All Trades, Steve Muller. And I'm Brendan Lowe, filling in on Pots and Pans. Geek out! Geek out!